0: Hello and welcome to Dictate the Podcast, the podcast for the, Dictate the Game, uh, com website, where you've got various articles you can read as we enter a period of self isolation and quarantine. So make good use of it whilst it's there guides, um, articles, tactics, and whatnot. Um, I'm FM Tahiti or Pelham, and with me today I've got uh, Luke. How are you doing, Luke?
1: Good evening. I'm very well. Got two days of work, so it's always a bonus.
0: Yeah, bragging, bragging already. Mm. And Simon,
2: how are you doing? Greetings from sunny Los Angeles for the, Um, oh, I've probably got about three weeks left of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure you're moving
2: somewhere else sunny there, so. Oh,
1: yes. Sometimes sunny.
2: No, sunny Melbourne. Oh, it's Australia somewhere.
0: It's, It's all sunny, all sunny compared to where we are. Um. Yeah, so I think we've we've just been rained on, which is good because we're meant to be all indoors anyway, uh, staying away from other people and infections, so That's that's fine. We've got a few articles, so as always, we'll probably kick off with um, what we call the match report. So in the match report, we talk about the articles we've had recently on Dictate the Game. We've had quite a few since we last recorded the pod because uh, we, we couldn't get properly organized last week and actually record it then. So we've got a couple. So we've got an article from Toby uh, about how does he fare, Martin Braithwaite. So a bit of an experiment about how the kind of shock, kind of a shock signing, I guess, for Barcelona uh, has got on. Um, looking at his kind of goal tally, which was a bit bit interesting. Um, we've got an article from Eo or Crusaders are about how I learned to stop worrying and love the four three three, which is a good reference in and of itself. Um, it's good for front threes. If you're interested in front threes, which we might mention later on as well, uh, and possession-based tactics, it's all about that and the half spaces. Uh, we've also got one from Simon about um, shit housing, uh, the houses, which is one of my favorite article titles we've got on the website currently uh, for the Socceroos. Uh, so a source of pain. Uh, if you've listened to the last podcast, you'll know where that pain's coming from. And we've also got an article from... Luke about well, it's the third third part of Taking on the World, which we'll have a chat about as well. Mm. And I'll stop talking soon because we've just had that many articles. i we've got one from FM Brooklyn about Into the Game, um, about the start of his sort of new save or almost sort of FM Universe with Inter Milan and his new manager, uh Gianni Rossabosa. I believe is how it's meant to be said, but um, you'll let us know if we've got that one wrong. Uh, that's quite an in-depth start as well. Um, so let's start with some of your articles then. So should we start with yours, uh, Simon? How the uh, Socceroos? How did that go? How how did you use your pain from the Socceroos to write that? I,
2: I think I've just um, combined with it. So uh, building this tactic was. Um, Kind of a, a I, I'd been playing with the the same Allardyce sort of four five one four three three for our our first few seasons, we'd sort of grossly overachieved and managed to find ourselves in the championship. Uh, the problem I had then is we have virtually no money to spend, and even at a even on a wage budget. So the highest spending team I think is uh, either West Brom or Bristol City in the Championship. They spend ten times more than we do on wages. Um, and even, even, uh, we're the, we're obviously the lowest in the league, but even the second lowest team, their wage budget is more than double ours. So, um, with that in mind, I basically had to keep most of my squad intact and was able to sort of make a couple of additions. Um, and, and what I needed was, uh, to even double down on my sort of defensive sort of tactics and what sort of sprang to mind when i was we talked about it a bit, obviously on the pod last time was uh when you have you know basically a team full of full of basically ball winning midfielders what do you do and Gus Hiddink, when he was managing australia he just said well i'm just going to play every midfielder i've got in every <laughs> position i can play them in so he essentially ended up with what's sort of commonly known as a 3-6-1 formation where he basically played a back three. Then he, uh, depending on who the personnel was, he essentially just loaded and packed the midfield and then he just stuck Mark Maduka up front uh, on his own. If it works, and, it works. Well, for the 2006 World Cup, it kind of did work. So we, we had a slow start and he used it in the qualifiers. Sorry, i backtrack. He used it in the qualifiers against Uruguay and we managed to sneak through on penalties in that and I'm not quite sure how that happened. Uh, and then we played against Japan and we managed to, uh, the scoreline flattered us and we, we beat them three, one, but we were terrible in that game and we didn't score until the 84th minute and then somehow loaded them up. Uh, uh, and, and put three past them. We drew. We then lost to Brazil 2-0 with that formation. They just laughed at us and destroyed us. And then uh, we played Croatia and we managed to get a 2-2 draw. That was the infamous game when uh, Graham Pohl was the referee. And um, uh, one of the Croatian players, uh, Simunic, who is was actually uh, Australian, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, he had uh, three yellow cards, believe it or not, before he got sent off. Um oh, but we yeah, managed to remember. Yeah, yeah, that's the famous game of Graham Paul. Um, and yeah, half the Croatian team are actually Australians, but anyway, we won't go there. But uh we managed to scrape through, uh, uh get a draw in that and go through on goal difference, basically. So uh, we then drew Italy, the famous game against Italy in the round of 16, which is basically where I based my tactic on, was that 3-6-1 we played against them. Uh, and, and that was the, the famous Fabio, as I talked about last time, the Fabio, Fabio Grosso diving, uh, in the last mm. minute of the game, uh, uh, Totti dispatches the penalty and it's all over anyway. So taking that system, the one thing about it, it's very different than what I was playing previously. Previously, it was pretty much long ball four, three, three, Sam Allardyce. Uh, a real focus on set pieces and having done that for three or four seasons, I'm like, okay, what can I do? Where else can I go? I've managed to shithouse the hell out of the opposition. We had no business getting promoted to the championship. Anyway, I've got no money to spend. What can I do? That's where I came up with this system. Like kind of like Australia had no business being in the world cup (laughs) at that point in time, even though we had a couple of good players, it was just no on paper. It was uh, Mark Baduka and anybody else we could get out there. So um with that in mind um i put together this system it's basically there is a goose hitting sort of philosophy it's also a uh, louis van hal sort of had the same came from the same sort of school it's a little bit different than even though van hal was at Ajax. it's different than the croix style it's the concept yeah. of defending with the ball um and so it if you remember when Van Haar was at Man United, everyone thought they were playing boring, terrible football. I actually understood what he was trying to do, and that's just keep the ball as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, because he didn't think he had the talent at, at his disposal to, to, to win a lot of games, and uh, especially against the, the top-level opposition. And Australia had the same problem uh, when they had hitting the World Cup so um what we what we tried to do uh, australia tried to do in that tournament is just keep the ball as much as possible and uh in most even in in the italy game we had 58 percent of possession had virtually no chances on in the game but but it was just keep the ball keep the ball keep the ball um and in fm uh i managed to implement that the problem we have had with that system is that we will keep the ball as much as possible. I had some games where we had 80% of possession that we'd lose one or two nil. Uh, The problem with it is at some point you're going to make a mistake. And at that level, you will get even at a championship level, they will capitalize on those mistakes, especially if you've got a defender trying to sit on the ball a little too long. Uh, If someone's um, uh, 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 if there's a pressing tactic against you, they will win the ball back. They will score. So, Where We are sitting outside, I think we're in 20th right now, outside the relegation spots, which is kind of a bit of a mini miracle considering the talent deficit we have to other teams. But we've only lost 12 games out of 34, which is pretty good. So 22 games we've either won or drawn. And I will, to break that down for you, we have drawn 16 games (laughs) uh, and only won six. But our goal difference is minus 13, so we're not getting hammered. Um, yeah. I worked out my target at the start of the season was about a point a game will keep us at, will keep us from getting relegated. And after 34 games, we had 34 points. So we are on target to stay up. Um, I would like, to, I think we will probably need around the 46 points. I think we'll probably need 48. So I, I think we can do it. Um, I have managed to loan in a couple of, or buy some players from our red star affiliates. So, um, there was a much maligned st- uh, striker from uh, Saint Pauli, a Ukrainian called uh, Boris Tashi, who is six foot four and quite Good. viduka and quite esque. Um, he has a great Return. first touch. Well, that he has a great that as well. Uh, he has a great first touch. His ability to turn on his opponent is is quite sublime, and he has started banging in the goals. So. Um, we're doing actually quite well, so I'm I'm quite impressed. Um, second half of the season has gone much better than the first. We were pretty much bottom of the table for, for a long way, but we weren't far away. I knew we could turn it around. Um, we've made some slight changes to the tactic um, compared to the one in the article, but it's still pretty much the same system. Um, and yeah, you know, it's it's with the personnel that we have, we are. Uh, I think we'll be uh we'll we'll be able to stay up. So the problem I I, I had was was just. Purely that one of quality. So, if anything, what I did was sell a couple of players. Unfortunately, I had to sell Mario Hernandez, my famous uh, right back. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did go to Millwall, which is I'm quite happy with that. considering. yeah,
0: that's a good fit. That is a good fit for him.
2: That's right. So he's he's gone to his spiritual home. So I'm quite <laughs> happy with that. Um, and we're 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 we've reduced the squad down. I think I have something like 19 players. So. Um, just to sort of keep us where we're at, and and, and, um, and our wage budget is so minuscule. So I managed to sign a couple of cast-offs from from um, from championship clubs like well, Norwich are in the championship, and they sold me a couple of players and things like that. So we're doing okay, and I think we'll survive. However, I will say I will never play this kind of football again. Having really? sixty or seventy percent of possession is just completely against my DNA. So um, I have another system in mind um, that that I had that silly break where you have the World Cup. I'm in season uh, 22, 23, and so the World Cup's on in Qatar or whatever, so it's, you get that break in September or whenever it is or October where you have a month without football in the middle of the season. So I started just – I booked in a bunch of friendlies just so I could play some other type of football. And so I I went back to a, a sort of counter-attacking four four two kind of system. Um, I've been watching a lot of Getafe recently, so um, it's very much inspired by them. But once we did go back to the to the normal games, I I, I did revert back to my uh, my Socceroo system. But uh, I think next season I'll be implementing that four four two and playing some proper football again.
0: So going more for the kind of Getafe style rather than the Socceroos for next season.
2: Absolutely, I can't I can't play like the go. I really I don't enjoy playing this style of football. Um, it's just it's kind of like psychological warfare against myself every game I play. So <laughs> it's just so against my DNA. So so I I am very much uh, uh, I love counter attacking, sort of uh, more direct kind of football, and just having defenders sit on the ball. Waiting for them to make a mistake is not my kind of thing, but I I, I will persist. Um, I'm determined to make this work for at least one season, and then uh, uh, I'm going to uh, revert to type.
0: (laughs) See, the thing that bothers me most about having loss of possession is like like you, I don't trust it. Uh, But if you've got the ball, then you can't tackle the other team. You can't hurt them if you've got it.
2: Well I still do my opposition instructions similar to yourself is is tackle hard on everybody and show them onto mm-hmm. their weaker foot and all that kind of stuff so and that's part of the Australian DNA so that's pretty much part of the system anyway so um, you know uh, there is no there is no fancy dance in an Australian football team I'll tell you that now so <laughs> um so i could I could at least make that work so the the twenty percent of the time where we don't have the ball, we kick the living crap out of them so but other than that, um yeah, it's just not my kind of football, just I love the slow tempo of it and things like that, but um yeah, it's uh uh, 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 uh just having that much possession is just no, I can't do it,
0: yeah, unnatural. What about you, Luke? Are you going to go for a kind of by-any-means approach for your teams? Because you're doing your Taking on the World uh, yeah. series. You should probably get everyone caught up with where you are so, so I mean, they're fully aware of why you need a new tactic.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Well, basically, it's not, it's not going to plan. It really hasn't gone to plan at all, has it?
0: So what was the original plan then? Let them know. The original plan
1: know. was it started well. My plan was to go to America, But what all always had in mind, so was go to America, do well in America, win a cup in America, and get a job in England, and move on to Spain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: But with, like, cups and trophies and, and titles caps. and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, um, I got a job in America, I I lasted about four months there, before I got fed up on the left because geez, I went Chicago.
0: Did you say get fed up on the left or were you sacked?
1: No, I left I left Chicago. Okay. Um,
0: okay. By mutual okay. consent, yeah.
1: Yeah, by mutual consent. <laughs> and we, we did we did jog shit to be honest. The team was so <laughs> bad. Um I think I won I think I won one game. Like game, I played twelve games and won one.
0: That's that's um, tough.
1: And my problem was that I was playing I think I was playing two fancy football for them. I was trying to I was trying to be Pep I like, oh, Pep. I was doing Tick Attacker and should get stuck to four four two, you know I my mean, Um But then, the well, then somehow this is what even more strange? I went for I kept applying for jobs. I applied for jobs like in League Two and like <laughs> teams in Scotland. I could not get interview for a love of money, no no no, I don't believe in coaching ability. And it happened to now you now you can press the button that says apply for all jobs. Yeah. I pressed that and I applied for a West Ham job part of that and I gave him an interview which I thought Okay. I just finished putting in MLS. And West Ham wanted to give me a job. I got a job somehow. Um, and the West Ham score was pretty good, I'm not going to lie. I actually achieved massively. <laughs> <laughs> I think I won. I think. He's actually in my article. Let me just see what it says. I think I won four games? Not, Not many, not enough. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, it's definitely um
1: And I I was still I think i kept trying to play tick up Um but even though we're some good players, I wasn't really playing to the first rounds.
0: I was gonna say your team looks alright. So it's you've got that four, two, three, one, it looked alright.
1: a decent team. Um I did couldn't get I could get a win for long I couldn't get a win. I won six games which is slightly better than my previous um I, the our problem was I had no money. It well, had money, they would not give me money. Um I wanted to one of my main targets was to get Tony Adams in yeah. from LebTech. Because you we get him online, but Brexit went paid away. And I wanted to get him in. I lost nine nil on the final day of the season. <laughs> <to Liverpool. laughs> yeah, it somehow stayed up.
0: Uh, this this sounds a lot like um, a poor workman blaming his tools. I think he should have gone for the three six one.
1: It's not. Oh. Then then I got spoiler alert. I got sacked funnily enough because I finished <laughs> 17th if just was, so was predicted to finish 7th. I did come in half of the season and I would add that. I think it was 18th the time. So I did actually be in my position.
0: Kind but- of. Kind oh, of.
1: We've never ever, ever we've never ever ever been down there. And I went to ha called me for a meeting and I said, Give me some more time and I went, no. Look on. Um, I think
0: I, I mean, I have sympathy, but I also have most of that sympathy for the West Ham board, to be honest. Yeah. I've yeah. just I was just looking at your table and the girls conceded eighty two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but that's hysterical. My forty. Minus forty-one. Goal difference.
2: That's. I mean the minus forty-one. <laughs> I, <can see.
1: laughs> I think it's
0: only only Aston Villa had worse goal difference, yeah. didn't they?
1: But I I we conceded the most goals in the league. Yes,
0: I mean conceding that many, but still managing to survive is kind of an achievement. Wow, it's impressive. impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really impressive. Um, but but then I was, then I, like like my I got back in my van, of van. Yeah. Uh, drove into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, right?
2: Is, is that right? And said you managed to survive with thirty three points. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. There must be a thing with West Ham because know. West Ham uh, on my save offered me a job. Literally every two weeks. They've, I, it must have been at least a half a dozen times those guys have approached me um, for an interview. And, and obviously, I'm, I'm dedicated to the Red Star cause and, and declined them. But there must be something about West Ham in this. Well, in general, not just in FM. But yeah. I just...
1: I can't say. It's last time, it was my fault. Cause I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have gone to Chicago. And that was the wrong decision to go for them. I this one, it's all on me. Because West Ham... I, I did, Good players, I did. Well, I did, It wasn't really good. Um, and then this is. I can't say it. It was like that. I went to China. Um, got to China. Got nice. job, and I won't spoil it too much. But I'm actually doing pretty well. Um, is doing this
0: genuinely good, pretty well, or is this pretty well in comparison?
1: Pretty well in comparison. Okay. Okay. Um, I I've done half. Done my half a season now. Would you stay up? Just about. Good. Um and I'm I'm in the transfer window and I don't mind saying it, still a little be don't matter. I I've already spent six hundred and twenty million Yank. I mean you say it Yan, you, know, you say it? I dunno. Well how I, don't know. The, I still like changing the currency to what country I'm in.
0: That's a nice touch.
1: I mean it adds to realism.
0: I'm, trying, I'm just searching what the Chinese currency name is. Yuan, yeah?
1: Yuan, something like that. Yuan, yeah. It's, I spent a lot of money, put it that way. I've, I've signed, that's McCarthy. I mean, how, how can you not?
0: I'm assuming he didn't cost you much of that money.
1: It cost me 11 million yang.
0: What's that in...
1: Oh, peanuts. <laughs> 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 I mean, my transfer... My, my, we're transferring eight hundred twenty million, and it's ninety-five million in comparison. So it's probably like five hundred k. I can.
0: So you spent eleven million on him. Right? I'm just I'm just million. converting. Okay. four hundred and twenty thousand
1: one oh, hundred twenty thousand. That's actually.
0: No, that's not. That's wrong. I'm missing a decimal place. So I think it's one point two million.
1: That's still not that bad, I think. And then I signed Yannick Karasko. Yeah. For three hundred ninety million. And 7 the Rondon was 15 in then. So. I
0: reckon he might be a good buy.
1: I, I reckon, basically, what I'm hoping is, them two players will carry the rest of a shit team. That's basically what I'm hoping.
0: Are you going to go um, long ball? Because I guess Rondon's kind of. I am
1: doing long ball. No, that's one of the good things. As I, I soon as I came to China, I thought, my, my ticket tackle's not working. Yeah. Going, going route one.
0: Good. I think that's we can all agree that's a good move,
1: and he's actually playing off quite well. Um, the fans don't like it. The fans hate it. Um, my ball kit, Sam. I don't like the and football. Um, but he's winning, so I I can't,
0: can't complain if you keep him up and they win.
1: Um, but hoping,
0: resultism, exactly.
1: I'm hoping this season. Obviously, the whole idea of this series is you don't stay in one plate for ideally more than two seasons. Because you want to, I want to obviously, I, I've got a limited time, I've got to get this done by 4.20. 20. I want to do most of the countries before I finish it. So I'm hoping I'll have a good season, this season with Shenhua, I think you can say it as, and some, some club, either some club in Mexico or maybe Spain, will give me a job. I don't ideally want to
0: stay China for too long. I quite like this. I mean, I know I know that you've had a rough couple of seasons in there, but I quite like because it, it reminds me of a save I had in FM18, maybe. But basically, I had a couple of clubs where things went horribly wrong, like badly wrong. I was, I think, I took over a newly promoted side in the Venerama North. I Can't remember who it was. Um, and within five games, my goal difference was so bad that I resigned. And then I moved away and took a job in uh, was it Indonesia or Malaysia. And then basically I spent a little bit of time just going around Asia, winning a few promotions, getting a few things, repairing my reputation, and then moving on again. So I yeah. feel your pain.
1: I think what, what hurts you makes you, though, is that something like that. Mm. Every, every great manager has setbacks, but I wasn't. Has a setback. And he's probably one of the best managers to ever great English football. I mean, yeah. I might be slightly biased because I said that. But,
0: true, true. But and but I would, I would also probably remind you that whilst every great manager has a setback, shit managers have lots of setbacks.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I have to say, even shit managers get jobs nowadays. I mean, Alan charge living proof of that.
0: It's uh, yeah, it's, that is true. Actually,
1: you, David Moyes, David Moyes can go to West Ham twice. I mean,
0: yeah, but run. what was his goal difference when he was there?
2: <laughs> <We're> not, <pretty laughs> not <buds. laughs> <It's> probably not <laughs> minus forty-one or whatever. Yeah, but, but it's going to
0: be a good series. I think. I think you're going gonna...
1: to. I'm actually. I'm. I was not playing that. I would just playing it. I'm actually doing. Alone there it for not anymore, but probably was one of the best strikers in the world in his prime. His Andy game. Carroll, no, I think he's retired That's now nah, in this game. Um,
2: what it's actually Woody Rosenthal,
1: who? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's not going to be them,
1: not Padre White Phillips. No, it's not Padre White Phillips, what a legend.
0: Good goal, good good goal scoring record. He's
1: got a brilliant goal scoring record in America. But no, oh, Jim, it's America. Yeah. That's a point. I love America. That is the it's a point. Um much other drive Phillips. you has got a point. You can but only score,
0: score against the teams that are in front of you. That's all you can do.
1: Yeah. It's Itsuit can't even do that in League One, so <laughs> You won't talk by like that. <laughs>
0: So you've got your um, series. So that's you've got three parts up now. Got so three fourth, parts. Fourth part's going to be you in China, doing well fourth hopefully.
1: Fourth part, my fourth part will be being my two my season and a half. Yeah, I'm already starting season two now, so hopefully that should be done by the week I'll wipe it up. And then hopefully part five will be a new adventure somewhere. Um. I, I hope. don't know, don't know where, but Scotland's still on there. What leagues have I got enabled? I, I did actually have to remove some of the league because it took so long. Yeah. And I thought so, I had to remove some of the league. i still got India on there. That would be quite a fine one I'd go to, I reckon. South yeah. Africa could be quite good. Um, Australia. Mm. Oh, what, about, what about Sydney?
0: MLS Light.
1: Yeah, Sydney. Living the dream,
0: two point zero. Mason Bradshaw lives again.
1: <laughs> I think Ryan would kill me if I bought him back for.
0: Do it, do it. Every time we do the questions on Twitter for the next podcast, I'm going to <gasps> create a fake account and ask for Mason Bradshaw.
1: Oh, Mason Bradshaw. Oh.
0: So if you're if you're wondering who Mason Bradshaw is, uh, if you go to the Take the Game website, you can see a series of stories by Luke.
1: Um,
0: with Mason. Uh, globetrotting. Trotting. We, won't give, we, won't, we won't give away the air at the end.
1: That no. one. It's one um, the, I think it's one of the best engines ever in Footrunner. In I, I generally do. I, I
0: think it was pretty good too, but I'm biased.
1: It's, it's very unique, I would say. Um, and we,
0: it definitely wasn't ripped off from like Dynasty, not, was it No, balanced? no,
1: no. Definitely original. Nah, definitely,
0: definitely, 100%. Original idea. Um, so if, if you're interested in stories like that you can check it out on dictate the game uh, we've got brooklyn's into the game series that's also starting as well based over in italy if you're more of a calcio fan um and you've got kind of whole series of, of articles as well
1: basically if you, if you want to have some brilliant writing decks really holds he puts all our writing to shame he generally does he is, his articles are long, he's, long he's, and detailed. He's just, his writing is just incredible. And I would say it's every time, but he makes us look like amateurs. And I, I, would, <laughs> I would say we're pretty good at it. <laughs> I would say we're pretty good at it. But he is just—he's just incredible. Uh, I,
0: you, you can tell that a lot of the writers—they love the game, like the game of football plus football manager. So I think it's a good good combination. But that's all on there. So we should probably stop talking about stuff we've been doing. And before we talk about the questions, which we've been sort of asking the community to ask us a few things, um, has anyone been watching, listening, reading anything out there?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um, I go through obsessions every, about once every couple of weeks I will find either a historical or current club and I just go into deep dive around research for them so uh, probably about a month ago I was obsessed with Sven Goran Eriksson's Lazio um, I've since and, and partic- in particular uh, Roberto Mancini, um, more so as a player than a manager, but just the way he played as a deep-lying forward, more so actually when he was at Sampdoria than Lazio. But even when he was at Lazio, he still had that 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 elderly sort of older player who who the legs have gone, but they've just got that first touch. Uh, Mancini yeah. was that guy for me. Um, like everyone, yeah, you know, he was he was a little bit of a, a different uh, kind of player uh, for. Uh, In Italy, he wasn't like a, he wasn't the the trequatista. He was more of a deep lying forward kind of player, but he was a forward who had, who was a pass first kind of guy. Uh, Still scored some incredible goals and had a good goal scoring record considering the way he played. But anyway, Um, I've moved on. My latest obsession is a little club from Madrid. I think I can, I was going to say, I
0: think I can guess which one this is
2: yeah, and it's it's just I started watching, yeah, I started watching them earlier in the season. I saw a couple of games, and I love the energy that they played with. And then uh, I, 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 a couple of weeks ago, I kind of dug back into it again. Um, and I found an excellent article. It's on El Arte de Football site, and it's also available on onefootball.com. It's, and the article is called Hetafe, a fascinating tale of a club punching above their weight. And it, was, uh, it, was, it came out uh, uh, about two or three weeks ago, um, this article. And it's a fantastic write-up of, of that club. Um, and if anyone who's unfamiliar with Hetafe and their history, um, and especially their recent history, it's well worth reading. It'll give you a great summary. And it, just in, it, it it's, for me, an article like this inspires me to actually go and watch that team. Um, I'm at the point where I'm ready to buy a shirt. I'm that obsessed with this club right now and what they've been able to do. And in particular, their striker combination is um, Mata and Molina. And Molina mm. uh, is 37 years old. And his what he is able to do, and of course he's a basically a target man. Um he's got no and, legs. Well, <laughs> it's just his he's incredible. Watching uh, you know, he has an excellent first touch. He doesn't have to move a whole lot. And they play pretty much an old school counter-attacking four-four-two. Uh they are very now they're, they're quite similar. The way I describe them is, is kind of like Atletico Madrid on steroids. Um they They take all the shit housing and and the sort of uh, the, the the aggression that that Simeone's teams do uh, have, and they multiply it by about ten. Um, and if they are an exciting team, they only average about eight thousand fans at their ground. They even invented an app for their fans, so uh, a dating app so to encourage them <laughs> to procreate. Um, but. You've got to get Exactly. Yeah, they want to create more Tafe fans. And so they are just this incredible little football club and and what they're able to do. So I saw, uh, I think Ryan actually posted in Slacker a few weeks ago, the stat that they have the worst par- passing record in the of the uh, top five leagues in Europe. Uh, but they're currently sitting either third or fourth in um, in La Liga. And they're just, you know, they qualified for European football last year. Yeah. Um, They're going to do it again this year. Uh, They're most likely going to hit probably uh, Europa League rather than Champions League, but they're just an incredible little club to watch. Um, And especially like some of the ridiculous, if you see some ridiculous tackles in FM, watch Hetafe and you'll see them. Uh, there was uh, Neom uh, in the second minute of the game against, uh, I think they played Celta Vigo yesterday. Uh, Neom just laid, the, it was on Saturday, sorry. He 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 laid this tackle in the second minute, nowhere near the ball. The ball was out of play and he still tackled his opponent. <laughs> just completely cleaned the guy up and it was just poetry to, in motion. It was fantastic. But yeah, so anything in relation to Hatafe is my current obsession. Um Uh, And the article I referenced called Hatafe, a fascinating tale of a club punching above their weight, throw that into Google and you'll find this article. Um, And it's just, yeah it, it's a perfect little uh, 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 sort of recent history it breaks down their tactics the story uh, the story with the, with uh, Bordalis the manager and it's it's just a great little little primer to, to uh, and then go ahead and watch some games, buy some shirts, download the app and go and procreate and create more <laughs> Hitape fans uh, I'm a little bit old for that kind of thing and I don't think my wife's really uh, <laughs> into that idea but you know, I'll give it a shot anyway. No harm in trying. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I can kind of see where the obsession comes from for that. They remind me the the bit about the dating app anyway. Reminds me of uh, Atalanta who give out the little kits to all the newborns in the hospitals in the region, just to try and oh. get them to be a fan right from the off. Oh, It's, just, it's not quite as hardcore as the dating app, but it's um, it's not not far off. Yeah. Uh, how about you, yeah. Luke? Have you been looking at anything? else? sorry, Gun.
2: I had no fine. I mean.
1: I, just, I want this until we've already talked about this. i have actually gotten to uh, Modern Family this week. For um, so you who do, you don't know what it is, if you don't know what it is, you're missing out. It's this is American... Is it a sitcom? Is, is it a sitcom? Yeah, it's also sick sitcom. It's like a comedy um, based on this massive family. Basically a weird family, basically. Um, Basically, every stereotype is in it, I think. I think that's fair, weren't you, Simon? You've got the geek, you've got the young wife, you've got, the, you got the, the wild daughter, you've got the. Basically, basically, every family stereotype is in there somewhere.
0: I just remember it's got um, oh, the guy who played Al from. Oh, what was it? Nah, can't remember. It's gone. A really, Al a, Yeah, Al Bundy, that's the one. with in. children. There you go. Yes, that's the one. I just remember yeah, it's got him well.
2: in. Yeah, my wife uh, is a I, fan I, of I... that, so it gets the gen endorsement. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I I've got intent. I've just been watching that for most of the week, to be honest. Um, it's in that case,
0: Mm. I'm going to give you a list of things too, that are FM-related that you should be oh, reading and watching instead. Go Not instead, as well as. So well you can as. treat yourself to some modern family as well. Go on then. Um, so on, the So from cheapseats.com, there is the start of a new article by Benjo. And I'll just give you the name. And if this doesn't get you hooked and wanting to read it, I don't know what what will. Uh, the name of the series is called Where the Lobsters Spend the Winter. Hmm. Or the latest post is called "Where the Lobsters Spend the Winter," Ooh. and it's um, I think I think you'll like it. It's it's got Mason and Bradshaw kind of style oh, story. Oh, it's oh, it's very that. much about the story within. Really the Manager. So there's, there's that one that's worth looking at. Really get a chance. Uh, FM Stags started his new series on his blog as well. Uh, so he's got a new manager. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I can pronounce the name of the series. Uh, but it's uh, le- no, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. But basically, it's by the idea of a kind of lever uh, in midfield, and it's got a very kind of South American feel to it. So, kind of smashing tackles plus um, creative number 10s as well. So, it's uh, well worth catching up on that. So, he's, he had one series from FM 20 already that he kind of saw through to the end. And then he's got kind of two posts or one, yeah, two posts as we record this into his. Newest sort of South American flavored one. Very good read. Uh, very detailed with the background as well. Uh, another one is the kibwith Bull. So I, the kibwith Bull's got the Island of Sodor um, series. Uh, do either of you know what the Island of Sodor is?
1: Is it from Tom Tank Engine?
0: It is from Thomas the Tank Engine. So he's created a football uh, manager league country based in the Isle of Sodor and he's trying to get as alongside general success he's, I think he's trying to get every nation to be represented in the league at some point through his teams so he's, he's signing up players from various different nations and getting to play in this kind of Thomas Tank Engine world which going, is kind of a weird like, setup
1: Going to like the topic but still relevant to Sodor Have any have of you ever seen Dame Corman or Nolan one about it? Yeah It's so- a so I watched I've been seeing him live and I was a TV show and he did um exactly about Tommy's tank engine once and it was about well, we probably have on seen it, but the new series has got new um female trains now. And he did um reading some of the comments people made.
0: <laughs> so is, is this just the online world being horrible like it normally is, but yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine.
1: I guess people, people, one of them was British. No, of course we had some foreign trains in it as well now from China, China, and Asia and France. And one of the comments was, "British trains only. We should not have foreign trains in our land."
0: Brexit means Brexit, Brexit even in the island Brexit. of
1: Sodor. That's how much time we replied. Sodor's not in Britain, though. Oh. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> that is just typical internet? Um, I, th-
0: I think Kibworth Bull's going for the opposite because he's trying to get people from every nation in there. But it's it's been going he's he's tracking the kind of success as well as the national team with it. So it's well worth a read that one. And the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll mention. Th- oh
2: The only thing I remember of Thomas the Tank engine was, was Ringo Starr talking about Thomas shunting Clarabel. That's it. Oh. <laughs> well,
1: by on that can we talk about the episode when Someone got bricked in.
0: Was it Gordon? Gordon got bricked yeah.
1: in, didn't he? And then Rick Starr went, I think he deserved your punishment. He deserved his punishment, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell.
0: There's no shunting for Gordon because he's bricked up.
1: No, bricked up, but tr- tr- track away.
0: There was some definite tension between uh, Thomas and some of the carriages, I think. Yeah.
1: He was Definitely bit... there.
0: This is the
1: best photo manager podcast. Only I mean, a week ago from talking about <laughs> photo manager, talking about Thomas the Tank Engine. Not just that, to...
0: the sexual tension
2: within Thomas the Tank Engine. You,
1: have to, you, have to, you just have to laugh, don't
2: you? <laughs> just make sure you insert the theme song somewhere there. Oh, that's <laughs> two, another...
1: It's four, it's six and eight. It's not right, isn't
2: it? lot, is It's um.
0: I don't know. If, I don't know, but I know online there's lots of videos on YouTube of various songs set to the Thomas the Tank Engine song because the timing of it fits. It's a very kind of common uh, tempo. So there's yeah. like, there Biggie Smalls one, which is it syncs up perfectly. I think it's a DMX one as well, which is what you need in your life. Um, yeah. So there's that. And one last thing before we get into the questions. Um, Oblique Kit Gaming, um, so you can find them on Twitter at Oblique kick um has set up a kind of simulated draft league with a few different uh, creators and people on twitter and youtubes and the idea is uh, so i think there's i can't remember how many teams There's quite a few teams but we all got to pick 18 players draft style and he's then put them into this simulated league um and i'm taking part in it and there's um a few people i called lady plays uh, michaelina uh, the Don Gaming. Um, there's a big long list. If you go to his Twitter, you'll see a, a kind of list of everyone's uh, names and a list of, the, kind of some of the team names um, as well that are going to be going on in there. So I put my team in. My team is called Hoof FC um, because Shithouse FC was already taken by uh, Michelinia, um, which I'm not saying right anyway, but he was already taken. And my team selection involves the likes of um, Suarez, Pepe, Catamol, uh, Quadrado, Acuna. um, I've got Lukaku up front as well. I missed out on getting Diego Costa. But basically, everyone else seemed to be looking for good players. And I searched by aggression. And by traits like argues with officials, winds up opponent, dives into tackles. I have a feeling it's not going to go well for my side, especially with I think
2: it's going to go really well. I think it's going to go brilliantly. I think you might surprise a few people, including yourself.
0: Well, he did um, a little simulation just to make sure the database was set up, and my team had a goal difference that was very similar to yours, Luke, with West Ham. (laughs) I mean, but that was be- that was before my tactic was put in. So well, cool. nice.
1: when when the tape game first started in 2016, me, Ryan, and Dom actually did a series back in back in those days where we did a bit similar thing. But we made a squad out of our first national and last national because so I was I was actually A and H because my middle name is Andrew and L was taken for Dom. For L and it, we we did it in like we would play the teams in the Premier League and Don made a data set it up, tested it. And every time we tested it, about four times, my team potted FC. Um, not sure you could guess where that came from. Um, no,
0: it's a mystery that one.
1: Um, I won it every time by about five points. I took charge and we got half of it. We didn't finish the series. Because there's so much hassle getting, at all at the same time, and we. I think when we finished it, I think I finished about tenth. So, me, the prediction doesn't mean much. I was predicted to finish first, I think. Um, well, we we did a
0: similar one more recently. So Dom tried to create a cup for us, didn't he? Yeah. And I, I, I beat you. Yeah, think. you knocked me out. You didn't just beat me. You knocked me out of the competition yeah. when we got to the uh, knockout stage. And
1: then nothing happened. So I wind up for nothing.
0: Yeah, that's so, true. So I think it's null and void. It's just I, like it never happened. That was
1: perfect. I <laughs> oh, that was perfect. i think it, I had. I, was Simon here That he was?
0: No, no, it was just, just oh, before. It
1: was, it was, do you want to tell him, shall I?
0: Um No, you, you go on because it's too painful. But basically, for me.
1: basically um, we were doing this cup. And I was, penning. didn't you win all the games? The top I 7 were
0: won't you? Yeah, I won all the group games.
1: Uh, I didn't win any. I lost all mine. Um,
0: it's a forgiving group. You could get through without winning anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh,
2: I think best. Australia played in that group. <laughs>
1: Participation Partip- group. Um, and I played Pennam. I was bottom seed. And I wasn't expecting much. And I think one of my players got injured.
0: A few the of them point. got injured.
1: <laughs> yeah, someone got injured on the 20th minute. And Dom was, we were doing this when we were playing, it. and Dom said, why don't you bring on, oh, who was it? I can't remember now, can you? No, I can't remember. I've blocked someone. it down in my memory. Bring on someone. And he actually came on and scored, I think. And then I did not have a shot for, another shot for the whole game.
0: You, you um, had like 12 in the ball by there. I had
1: every play in my own half.
0: Um, it was impressive. It was impressive defensive football.
1: Um, but I think you had about oh, 30, 40 shots. Yeah. I think I had one.
0: It was impressive. I, I'd, I was going to bet on you to win the entire thing by the end yeah. of it
1: and then if carried it carried
0: on. Happen. Um, but if you're interested in that kind of stuff, oblique kicks, um, set that up and there's going to be a few different... So each of the kind of content creators in it, so there's people like uh, Avoiding Relegation, uh, I think is in it as well, as Old Lady Plays, Don Gaming. I think Bad Jokes Gaming might be in it, or might be involved as well. Um, But basically, each person will probably be doing some of the the videos or blog posts or tweets themselves, plus what Oblique will be doing. So you can follow that and see whether... um, well, I've given them a tactic that is basically a kick the shit out of the other team tactic. So I have a feeling that once it starts, it doesn't matter how good Messi is, if you break his leg, yeah. he's not going to be able to play the rest of the matches. Um, but I'm not the only team with that, that outlook. There's, there's me and one other who are going to be doing that. So I can't wait for that match. If that match doesn't have, like, five sendings off, that kind of stuff, I'm, I'll be upset.
1: will be disappointed. I will
0: be. I'll, I'll retire, but that that's out there. Um, so we go through our questions.
1: Before we do that, yeah. Um, you have to say we are detect the game? i uh, looking for new writers.
0: Oh, good, um, good idea, good, good plug, Luke.
1: Good, good plug. plug, yeah. got to get a plug in? My, my, Ryan be proud of me now. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to steal my place to London next year, obviously. Yeah i just go on my seat on that train again to SI Towers. <laughs> get that. Break up Um Unfortunately, Dom has left us and. UW? Yeah. Yeah. But I decided to leave us. So we are looking for a new writer. If you would like to come and write to the Game, give us a DM on Twitter at the the Game. And um, we'll be in touch.
0: Yep. So it doesn't matter what kind of writing style no, either. We've... No, we're very, the...
1: all different. All very different. I'm very very story based. I mean, insanely story based. Um, Pen and, and Simon are more hoofball. Definitely. Um, I, I he always just everything. He does everything, and not sure what his area uh, of is. It's, tactics but I've seen there's so many now um, Guy Moneyball Ryan is more player roles I would say wouldn't you yeah, yeah. yeah. he sells out just the clickbait stuff yeah yeah basically <laughs> um, coming on, am I missing anyone I want to get, I want um, to get we've,
0: here. we've got Toby and we've got Brooklyn
1: some Brooklyn well um, Toby's more Toby does a few experiments, um, looking doing a new set, new save. I would say he's more similar to me, Uh more story based as well. But no, if you, if you want to join us, we'll look, look for a new writer and uh, give us a mention on Twitter. I will be in touch. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're a good, good bunch of lads, apparently. We're all right, we're all right. let's
0: let's not oversell sell it, yeah.
1: We might, we might, we might t- take a piss a bit, but it's all done with all Hamlets, uh, um,
0: apart from when Ryan really reveals his deep, dark secrets. Yes,
1: apart from he talks. If you if you actually come and has some pancakes with him, you're not going.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't leave him alone with your food. But...
1: <laughs> uh, so you, you say that. I've actually. I've, I've, so.
0: So yeah, think... get get in touch with us if you'd like to. Um... Be a writer, the game. Um or if you just want to know more about why you shouldn't leave stuff alone with Ryan. He um, really loves good good name. plug, Luke. Good
1: plug. Yeah, got it. Get them. my seat on. Get get my seat. you that shit. <clears throat> but shit, even now.
0: Right, so we've got three questions, which is Great. not bad. Three questions. The first question is from Ryan, and I don't I'm think very, I should I be... get a Norvash, don't we should know about, shouldn't we? Yeah, we're not going to dignify that one with an answer. If you're he interested knows. Yeah, he knows. If he you're interested knows. in what Ryan so, yeah. Ryan's asked us about, um, what what kind of shameless plug Ryan's trying to get involved with there, in there, uh, just have a look at the Twitter account for Take the Game, as well as the website, obviously. Uh but see what he's trying to push. Uh we have tweeted about it, but he's really trying to push it. Um but it's there. Go have a look if you want to. And we've got a question from FM Stag and a question from John Brady. Um I don't know which one to start with. First, we start with John's, because he got it in slightly earlier, like Five, three minutes slightly
1: before.
0: Uh, so John has asked, how do you keep focused on a save with so much content available? I find I keep getting a new idea for different saves or inspiration to do something similar. Do you want to kick that one off, Simon?
2: Yeah, I'll look, I, I had the same problem. So I'll watch... You know, I'll watch one team one week and say, hey, I want to change my tactic to play like that because uh, I'm inspired and things like that. Or I'll read a book or I'll see something on YouTube or, you know, TIFO will release a new video or something. So I'll decide I want to recreate things. Um, what I try and do is is by actually writing um and, and writing my it keeps me focused uh, so if I know I've got a series of like my red star series I've kind of got a, a, a an idea in mind of what I want to do so um that sort of keeps me focused um otherwise I I think a lot about football um not so much I think about football manager but I think a lot about football it's it's been a big part of my life and since you know uh, since I was born and so it's' uh it fascinates me and and you know in in some ways it's like it reflects real life and in other ways it it's like art and you know even in my work i will read something like i remember reading uh Louis van Haal's biography and then trying to take some of his leadership techniques to work and it kind of had mixed results with him too like him as well. So <laughs> but keeping focused is yeah for me the easiest thing um is to write about it and it just makes sure it, it keeps me on point. So in in the case of my Red Star save, I want to play sort of pragmatic football. Um, so going out and playing ticky tack football that isn't within the parameters of that. Um, and the one thing I also do is I try and my FM saves uh, um, are very much reflected in my, in in the kind of football that I like. And as I mentioned earlier in this recording, I'm struggling with the tactic I'm using now because it's possession-based. It is defensive and it is pragmatic, but it's still, you know, it relies on having a lot of the ball, which is against my sort of DNA. So that'll last one season with me. Um, and I mean, he's even struggling to sort of have the inspiration to do that, but yeah, you can't do everything. And FM is such a time suck when hmm. it comes to, yeah, it's so deep. Um, you know, so trying to just sort of prioritize what you want to do with the time that you have with the game, um, is, is, um, is pretty important. So yeah, for me, I, yeah, short, short version after the long version is I write about it and it helps me keep focused.
0: I think, um, me and FM Stag were actually talking about this earlier today. Uh, cause he's, he's, he's writing again and it's, it's good and he's enjoying it. Uh, but I think he'll mind me sharing that he's enjoyed himself Uh, but one of the things I kind of mentioned is sometimes creating stuff is quite useful for helping you get past the tough bits because quite often bits of football manager is sort of like a waiting game where you've got a plan you've got an idea and you're kind of mind's eye of what you want to do but it might take a season for it to sort of come to fruition or it might take a little bit longer for you to build that dynasty or that club or whatever it definitely takes at least a few games for you to get a tactic going to see the kind of results from that. So sometimes having this kind of idea that you're writing for or you're recording for or you're sharing on Twitter or something like that keeps you going because I've got a couple of saves on the go. I've got three, basically. One is the Tahiti one that I record for YouTube. One is the Belfast one that I record again but do more stats-based stuff. Um, and then I've got one I just play offline when I'm not able to record or I just want to break or I want to try something different. And the one where I'm not kind of recording it um, or writing about is the one where I move about a lot more or try a lot of different things. It kind of feels a bit freer. And I'm not kind of I'm not doing that thing where you kind of ruin a save because you've suddenly given up halfway through a save, you just got bored or halfway through a, a team and just got bored and moved on. So it kind of keeps me, keeps it fresh, but also lets me try new stuff out. So I try different leagues out, try different teams out, try different goals and things like that out. But it is, I think it's like you're saying it's a bit of a time sink. So sometimes you've just got to think, well, what am I going to enjoy doing the most? And it's normally hoofball and kicking people. Um, so i, I tend to stick with that. Never I guess gets old. never, never get sold. Uh, I guess Luke, for yours, because currently you get to move every season or two, you're a bit mm-hmm. freer to try out different things. I mean, how do you how do you keep focused?
1: I
2: mean, find new ways to fail. <laughs> yeah, new ways.
1: I find different ways to make a failure of my career. I mean, I mean, it doesn't take, it doesn't take much to work out what sort of writer I am. Um, like I, like I, I would say I'm obviously I'm very story based. I love, I love st I'm a sucker for a story. Um, and, and I do, I do generally think I've always been into creative writing. Even even when I was doing my GC- English GCSE, my mm. I, made, I had, to, we had to do creative writing, like for my it's gonna say really bad, but for my creative writing, we had to do something about like 9/11. Mm. I came up with something about it, a news journalist in London reporting on it. And that was fine. But when I had when I was doing like writing to argue or like formal, I think I struggled, struggled a bit. I think I'm not that sort of writer. So yeah. I generally do think doing the stories helped me to do, do that because I want to make a good story. Like, especially with going back to my mate Bradshaw, even though that was that was pretty much on, on the ring, pretty much made it out as it went along. Um, that, that ended up with a really good story. <laughs>
0: You weren't particularly planning on going any direction with it, were you? It just kind of evolved as you were doing it.
1: Um, I mean, the first one we actually did, we did a first ever, was our first ever say we did on take the game. And it was, the idea of it originally was, it would be a, I should actually say this, the first save was actually not just me, Ryan, Dom, and all of us helped it. It was like a mega project. And we, we reported from all different angles. And then we left it for a year. And I thought, I want to bring Bashaw back from the dead. And I brought him back at Braintree. And I made it a scenario that Braintree was really struggling. And he was, he was about to retire. And then, it was basically, have you, ever, have you ever seen the Mike Bassett series? Um, yeah. It was basically that, in a nutshell. That it was a branch we needed him to fight, keep the club up, or go with fold. That was, basically, that was basically the scenario around it. Um, then, took him to Sydney, and that was just... I pretty much made it up. You were good to help me with it. I pretty much made that wing, wing that every week. Um,
0: you enjoyed it, didn't you? That's did what kept you going with it. I That's... did
1: enjoy it. I really... really... I, never... I don't know if I would catch a fish, but I think the ending we did was the perfect ending. Um ending was... i will not it sound It was a perfect ending. It hit me down on the head. And he had... I won't say what happened. I don't want to throw it in it. But the... you had a real ending and also a sort of another ending, in a way, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. The last thing, it had a kind of an ending. And that's, that's, I guess, one of the things John mentioned is it's kind of implied that the idea is that if you keep having different inspirations, different saves, and you pick one up and then stop and start another one, it's almost kind of implying that's a bad thing. But actually, mm -hmm. if each save comes to a natural end, if you only want to play one season of a relegation battle or if you only want to win one particular competition or do one of the particular challenges or something like that from the forums then once it's done, it's it's done so some people get through lots of saves and they go through lots of different inspirations because it's they have a nice end point
1: Last year I was quite open about this Last year I was only really playing Fort Manager for content but mm. I didn't get into Foot Manager 19 I really did, didn't I don't know why but I really did not I did not get into it, I could not find a save to get into. Right save we got into was Sydney. And again that was because I was doing the story alongside it of Nathan Bradshaw. But um this season I'm actually playing a lot more football manager for me personally. And mm-hmm. I've actually found it's a lot more enjoyable now. That so there was all my kind of challenged by football manager last season. I was waking up you know, I did football manager today. Uh, but it's, it's not what now. you want. Well, not what you want. Um, but no, now I've got this new save, loving it. It's not gone too well, but
0: it doesn't have to go well to it enjoy have to it.
1: Go well to enjoy it. Not many people. Not many people can say we had a mindset one go different and kept them up.
0: Exactly. That's that's a challenge in itself. You should I thought.
1: I thought. What my resume mate
0: put it in the forums as well. Can yeah. Can anyone beat this? Fiscal <laughs> difference plus survival.
1: <laughs> Four, minus 41, the worst, worst goal of the season in the league, and still stayed up. I'm losing 9-0 in the final game of the season. It's a good it was,
0: way to win the season, is it? To, to thank the fans after that long and gruelling relegation battle.
1: The thing is, on the final game of the season, it was, actually ne- it was neck and neck. It wasn't like we were safe. It was neck and neck between us and Newcastle. So I thought, we've got to win. We lost 9-0. Yeah, pallets, not Crystal pallets but Newcastle. So. Every lots nine in, I still stayed that. I still can't believe it. I'm still... You've got,
0: to, you've got to take it. When the FM gods give you a, a way out, you've got to take it.
1: I'm still in shock.
0: I think we've answered that question fairly well. I think mm. we've, we've done all right there. Obviously, mileage may vary. People may disagree. Uh, FM Stag has asked, uh, he'd like to hear a wee bit about the front three and the role combinations that work best for the trio, mostly in a 10 behind a two striker shape. And I have a feeling he's asking that because he likes that number 10 uh, sort of role, the kind of typical Argentinian number 10, I think he's going for with that. What do you reckon, Simon? What do you use if you use a front three? Do you use the front three
2: that often? I have experimented with a diamond and stuff like that at times or a, um, like a, uh, a, 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 like a five, two, one, two kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's tricky. I think with FM, um, the reason I'm hesitant is I don't think, um, the, uh, attacking midfield roles, um, work particularly well, it's particularly a, a proper number 10, um, doesn't work so well. The only thing I, will say is no matter what role you use for the number 10 is is don't use us. I, I haven't had any success using a support striker with any of them other than maybe a target man um, definitely not a deep lying forward because you're basically going to get overlap and and um, runs into the same sort of space um, and I would also use a very very conservative either central midfield or, or defensive midfield behind them um as well so rather than not just the three up front is look at your your midfielders as well um, and make sure there is plenty of room for that attacking midfielder um i did do a couple of experiments i've used a Trequatista in that space um i uh with like an advanced uh forward and a poacher that that was pretty interesting. Um, I've used a, a, a pressing forward uh, 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 on attack duty with an advanced forward and uh, something just like a like an AM on support. Um, just garden variety AM works pretty well, I think. Um, but yeah, it's not something I will caveat that. Say so it's not something I've spent a hell of a lot of time working with. But um, I've no ne- I wouldn't necessarily probably use like a shadow striker in that in that ten role. Um, just because you need to create space um and it's i just find fm20 is very very particular um in terms of uh uh, uh, how you use attacking midfielders because they basically will ignore them it tends to prefer to put players into wide spaces and stuff like that rather than going through the central center of the park so i i don't see a hell of a lot of goals with like through balls from an am or anything like that but it could be just the way i set up and my particular tactic but um some people may have success with it but yeah, it's definitely so. Yeah, you know, definitely. If you're using a a, a ten and, and two strikers, it's I would have someone who's, who's uh, to a, the, the is two. The striker's definitely on an attacking duty and and probably a support duty for that ten.
0: That's kind of what I've got. So I've I've got a wide diamond, kind of four four two wide diamond, uh, because I don't need the middle of the pitch. That's no one needs to go in that bit. So I've got uh, target man attack. Deep lying forward attack, and then mm-hmm. just an attacking midfielder on support.
2: That's good. Yeah, that's something that's that's like kind of lineup I would use. Yes,
0: and it's. I think I had the same issues you when I tried a shadow striker, or even like an ongash, on Yeah, that's the one. Um, it wasn't quite working. I mean, same with an advanced playmaker; it just wasn't really. Doing the trick, but by keeping it sort of a more vanilla attacking midfielder support, obviously we tackle harder on and shoot yeah. less often on. Um, it meant that they sometimes lay the ball off, or sometimes the long ball ends up with them. Not often, but sometimes. But more often than not, they just help overload or have more options or get rid of a marker because someone's got to come over and take them on, which leaves the other two to go through. So I've just actually opened up my save currently. So, this is my kind of offline journeyman save where I'm with. I've ended up at Wimbledon and we're slowly climbing up the yellow card table, which is what I like to see. And my number 10, essentially, the attacking midfielder, has precisely zero goals and he has zero assists as well. He's got lost it. Oh, Ryan has arrived.
2: Yep. I just want to. Say, so I've seen Stag's question, and um, any of the foot managers I've used in re- recently, I've honestly never, ever, I can never ever get an attacking midfielder to work at all. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong if it's the way I'm setting up, but I'd I'd much prefer to go with a two
1: man strike force because I just I don't feel like the attacking midfielders do enough in that role because, especially with the way that you want to sort of play this, like, you want to try and get your, well, like like you say, what you were saying, Simon, about your fruit balls, you expect your attack midfield to do that because they they have the channels to play into, but they don't do it as much. It's sort of sort of takes it out and I just I just can't get them working. So I'd try and sacrifice that role and play an extra midfielder deeper or
2: have an extra striker. Yeah. The other thing is I also don't see them getting past the forwards either. Um, you know, even if I played like a four, uh, a four, four, one, one, really do I see that attacking midfielder if, if the forwards, if the striker holds the ball up, get in a, get in ahead of the striker, you know, make those runs in behind. Um, it just, I don't know what it is about that role. So I, I essentially, anyone who was sort of a natural, Attacking midfielder in my squad, I've either sold or loaned out just because, or yeah, or I convert them into like an inverted winger playing out, uh, you know, uh, out wide because it just—I don't know what it is that 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 the way the game has been, and not just this version. I think it's probably back back for FM nineteen as well. Um, um, it just—I don't know what it is. It just doesn't work as it needs to. I remember on FM eighteen, I managed to recreate the Brecher uh, system with Roberto Baggio, um, <laughs> that kind of, that kind of setup, and it worked beautifully with a, uh, Trequatista, but, um, just the last two versions, it's, I've, I've invested, I don't know, countless hours in doing it. And just, it just doesn't work as it should. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. So I just, it's one of those things I just work around now that I just accept that having a number, a proper number 10 or a, you know, a, 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 a talisman like number 10 is just not going to happen.
0: See, after popping in unannounced, and add, an ad, and adding, Ryan's gone. He he wrote in the chat. I'm gonna have to bounce pancakes already. Hope everyone liked my question. <laughs> See so, ya. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got his priorities right. Um, he's got his, his love the, life um, sorted out. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's a literally a hot date for tonight. So, <laughs> um, with the attacking midfield position, one of the things I quite like as well is getting the second ball. So sometimes that attacking midfield is there. Just to pick up the scraps from the target man, I can see that, and that works quite nicely. But he's, I'm looking at his um, sort of stats now, and it won't be any different if I go to any of the other saves. I don't think, and he's got barely any goals, barely any assists, lots of key passes, so kind of assists to assists and things like that. But not, he's not the kind of creative linchpin that you'd hope for, or that I originally hoped for. But I do love that kind of tilt front and then a player behind them. I like the kind of old football sort of romance of it.
2: Yes. Well, if you look at the World Cup squads from you know Argentina in the eighties or or you know the classic Italian Serie A mm. diamond shape that were that was so prevalent. There was no wingers involved in any of that. But you know, um, whether it was AC Milan or even some of the Fiorentina squads and Palmer, they that when they played a diamond and a proper diamond, my God, that was brilliant. Mm. But I just had a thought that that whoever was, whoever from SI who designed the, um, the, the code for the last two games on on the attack specific to the attacking midfielder role has been watching Man United before they got Bruno Fernandes <laughs> because they would play Mata or Lingard or Pereira or anybody else in that number 10 role and they were totally and utterly useless um, and usually hopefully bypassed um, <laughs> by the rest of the team so maybe there was an influence there or not now that Bruno has taken over and he's running the number 10 like it should be in that spot maybe they can, um, they can seek the same inspiration and 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 fix their code for their next version.
0: Yeah. It would be good. It would be good to see the kind of number 10 return properly. to, to shown a bit of the love that some of the other positions get. But it's I think it's still worth playing. It's just it's you've got to play it slightly differently to how you intended. You're not going to get that all action number 10, you're not going to get that sort of Argentinian style I don't think
2: yeah even just a number ten that purposely like a trekquatista is supposed to find space that's their job is they they're the you know they' the they're the you know, the 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 focal point of a team in that their job is to find that space where it, uh, whether it's even pulling wide and things like that um it's, it's, that's their job. And so I don't understand why there is literally that, not that movement. I'm not seeing that movement and it doesn't have to be just a track or an AP or an enganche or, or, um, you know, any of the other roles in there should be seeking space because that's the whole point of playing one. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. It, it, it just, I don't understand how, you know, how, how the game is, is, you know, it's got its problems, but it's also generally a pretty good game. You know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. generally, you know, I enjoy, still enjoy playing it. But that that's a, you know, one of those real sources of frustration for me is I don't know how you put a game into production, um, specifically if you if someone wants to play like a four two three one or whatever, where basically that position gets bypassed, you know, eighty percent of the time where it shouldn't have. Yeah, you know, build up should come through that role. So sort it out, lads. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think you made a good point as well about if you're going to have someone in that role, then your strikers are going to need to be further up. They're going to need to be attacking rather than like the only reason that deep lying forward works for me without running into the attack midfielder is because he's on attack.
2: I love that role. Actually, that's my favorite role right now is, is, that combination of either a, 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 a tar- I'm you know, the the backup tactic of I was experimenting with with a few friendlies, the 442 has a target man on attack with a deep lying forward on attack, or mm. instead of the target man, a pressing forward on attack, either of yeah. those two roles with the DLF on attack. That combination is incredible.
0: I think those are my top three target man, deep lying forward, pressing forward. I, I, I don't think I've used a percher once in FM20. Um, or an advance oh, forward.
2: Well, stick it on a false nine, because they play like a poacher anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> they still haven't fixed that, really, I don't think
0: so. <laughs> I always like the false nine role, but I've never been confident that it's worked well enough to actually put it in the game. But, well, in my game, anyway.
2: Uh, my experiments, I've just thrown it in there, and it's, um, yeah, it's it's not done it, it just again it doesn't work in in terms of it's a role that's supposed to draw defenders into space and draw them out and seek space to see to get them to follow them so you get leave space and behind mm. so your wider players can get ahead or or whatever but it just yeah some of the roles in the movement um so when i'm tactic building just a quick aside that's the first thing i look for is the role i'm using moving into the space or making the movement that i expect it to if not i'll change it but that's that's uh the primary thing I'm looking for, and I'm finding a lot of the roles in FM don't have that movement, and it, they are influenced by the roles that are are around them and things like that. but just generally there's a few of them, um some of which we've we've just mentioned just don't have the right movement for me, or the movement that I personally expect. so yeah, um, I'm hoping the next version um, at, at least uh, you know changes things up a little bit.
0: Yeah, and that kind of raises a point you mentioned in. I think in the resultism and a couple of other discussions we've had about I'm sure FM stack will probably do something similar, but playing matches on full for a bit. So you can oh, yeah. see that movement. Because what it says in the descriptions isn't necessarily what it does in the match engine. Even without adding extra instructions in there, it's not necessarily what's actually going on. So seeing whether they're just sat on top of each other is always a good good check to make in the first fifteen minutes or so. Absolutely. I think that's all our questions. Yeah, so have we got anything we want to add before we go?
1: One thing. Go on. It's a jaffa cake, a biscuit or a cake.
0: Um, it goes hard when it starts to get stale, like a cake would.
1: And it's also called a jaffa cake.
0: Hmm. It's in so, the biscuit aisle. Hmm. Isn't there something to do with tax as well? It's like classified as a biscuit, so he doesn't get taxed like a kid. I don't
1: know. I would definitely know.
0: He would know. It, it's, it's whether it's in his uh, to-do list or not, isn't it? Have you had one, Simon?
2: I have had Jaffa Cakes, yeah. I haven't had one in about 15 years. But the first thing, can you guess what the first, as a Man United supporter, can you guess <laughs> what the first thing that springs to mind is when you mention Jaffa Cakes? Poor Skulls. No, no, it's Rio Ferdinand? He ate them on the pitch. He was having problems with at one point um, with his blood sugar and stuff. So they used to I remember in a game, they brought him out a packet of Jaffa cakes on the pitch and he ate them.
0: Nice. It was probably
2: on YouTube. I, but I just went that's for the, the
0: Jaffa orange kind of
2: blink. Well, yeah, I worked that out. But false <laughs> <Paul> Scott <laughs> actually it's quite nice. Well done. Touche. Um, no, no, the, the one thing I think about is um yeah, is Rio Ferdinand when anyone mentions Jaffa cakes now.
0: They are pretty punchy, sugary biscuits.
2: Mm. Yeah. Maybe you should tweet Rio Ferdinand and ask him if he's... um. He, I guarantee you he'll answer you. He's got nothing <laughs> better to do these days. Um, yeah, he'll you, answer you.
1: you. you. you he might, might get into Rio uh, Ferdinand. He's, um, you know, he's not one of my favourite players. People are happy on honest. I'm sorry, Simon. It's all um,
2: right. He's not my friend either, but yeah. Oh, he did a good I job for United, so yeah.
1: We can edit his bit out. I'd like to say them Paul would start up.
2: Rio Ferdinand, top man <laughs> the gent, a real gent
0: Lover of the Jaffa cake <laughs> So um, I think that's it from us um, I don't that's, think That's definitely it, it. <laughs> um, th- Thanks for listening uh, We'll put some links to some of the stuff Not all of the stuff, but some of the stuff we've been uh, talking about um, mm-hmm. And we'll end it there Anything to add, Luke?